grace has to be our worship. I'm going to say that again. Christ has to be our worship. We don't look to man to bring praises in our heart. I was writing some stuff yesterday, and I showed Janice. I try to keep a little log of the things that God has showed me. We're looking, the world is looking for corrupt government to bring answers. We're looking for corrupt leaders and, wor- and church leaders and religious leaders to bring answers, but they don't have it. Oh, they'll explain how it should be, but there's nothing being done. The Spirit of God has stopped moving in the body of Christ. We might be just be a few here this morning, but you know God's presence is here. You got to look, Jesus, the closer he got to the cross, Brother Allen, he didn't have very few following him. The closer the, closer the cross came into view, and they knew that Jesus had to, was going to die, they ran and fled from him. How many people you think he healed during his ministry? John said it like this. Even if the books of the earth couldn't even contain the miracles that Jesus did. But where were they when the cross was happening? Where were they when he was dying? Hallelujah. We're living in a dry time in the body of Christ. And I'm not just talking about here. I'm talking about everywhere. People are more religious this time of year, but Jesus is a million miles from their thoughts. I don't want to shock you, but this season is not about the birth of Christ. I wish it would be. No, Mom, it's more than that. It's more about men worshiping another God. And the point is about Jesus. If Jesus is, is if Jesus' birthday, where are all the people that claim to honor him, his birth? I, I, that's my question. It's not just happening here. It's happening all over. And that's not what I'm preaching about today, but I'm wondering. If it's Jesus' birthday, why ain't Jesus getting all the presents? I would love for those billions of dollars to be spent on missionary work. Men and women sacrificing their lives, their families, everything they got to get up and leave and go into a country where they could be killed any day. Where is all that at? <laughs> well, if it's about Jesus' birthday, why ain't the missionaries taking care of? Why are, they, why are the money's not flowing to the missionary work? No, it's, it's flowing to sister so-and-so and mama so-and-so and brother so-and-so and bringing it to And everybody's out there spending not a lick or very little is going to Jesus. Hallelujah. It's a shame, brother. <laughs> Oh, brother, sister, I'll tell you what. I've, I told a pastor one time, I said, you know what? This is ain't about Jesus' birthday. Because he wasn't born on the 25th. First of all, you know who was born on the 25th? Nimrod's son, Tammuz. Well, <laughs> you know who else was born on the 25th? Mithrith, the Roman sun god. Jesus would have been born around September because he was never born when they were in the field. It would have been too cold. The shepherds were in the field at that time of year, remember? He would have never been born on the 25th. But if you study history, and me and Bugas talked about that, a lot of false gods were born on the 25th. But I'm not getting into it. I just want to share that with you. It's not about you. I wish it was. Y'all, seriously, I wish. I'm not judging people like Observe Jesus' birthday. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about this one thing. Where are the people of God? Where are the people of God that say, I'm honoring his birth? I would want to come to church on his birthday, right? Sister Joyce, I would want to come and worship God on his birthday. If he's looking for anything from me, it's worship. It's not about 
I wish it was. I wish I could get up here and brothers and sisters and say, yeah, it is about his birth. It's not about his birth. Turn on the television and listen to the commercials. How many times do you hear anything about Jesus? No. How many of you get, get up and hear, this is about the, the honoring of the birth of Jesus? Not once. But it's his birthday. How would you like to get everybody else get presents on your birthday and not you? <laughs> I'd be upset. You know, I, I kind of remind my kids when it's my birthday so they don't forget. <laughs> but anyway, let's pray. <laughs> and they love it. Yeah, they, they, you know, I'm not. A, I'll tell them. I said, y'all don't have to give me. The, just I tell them, you just gotta love me, son. He said, Yeah, right, dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's fun in my house. <laughs> okay. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for Jesus, Lord God, who died on the cross. We thank you for the precious blood of Jesus who laid his life. And we also thank you that he came and was to this earth to die for our sins. And Lord, we give you praise and glory. Amen. Okay. Amen. I might pull a boogie on y'all today. I don't know. A short sermon. I don't know. It might hit me. But <laughs> okay. Luke chapter 18, verse 8. And we're going to start there this morning. Amen. Chapter 18. Hallelujah. How many glad you're in church this morning? Come on, somebody. I need some. I need some. Hey, this is not a funeral home. Hallelujah. We're not mourning the dead. We're mourning the living. His name is Jesus. Amen. You know, I, I remember, I was telling Brother Al, I remember, I remember a, a kind of a joke I heard when I was growing up in this very church. It might have been Brother Mike told me that maybe. He said, one day, they had a $20 bill and a $1 bill were talking. <laughs> The, the, the one said, 20, where have you been? Oh, man. He said, I've been all over the world, man. Seeing places, France, Germany, Africa, America, everywhere. They have, I mean, they've been, I've been enjoying life. <laughs> the 20 said to the one, where have you been? Oh, man, I've just been in the same old place, church. <laughs> Why? If you want to put your worship, show your pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's sad. <laughs> you, ever, you remember growing up in religion, and all you hear is some little quarters, clink, 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 little nickels, clink, clink, clink. <laughs> but you know, it shows where your heart is, right? It says where your heart is, there, there, there will your treasures be also. If your heart's in heaven. Your pocketbook's in heaven. Come on, somebody. I'm not preaching about money. No. I'm just using that. <laughs> if, if your heart's in heaven, your worship's in heaven. Right? If everything about you is Jesus, then everything about you from your, your life, your spiritual life, your financial life, everything that's in you ought to want to worship God. Uh oh I'm, I'm looking like a meddling. <laughs> I was praying <laughs> yesterday morning, I think it was, and I started thinking, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, son, you get my people ready for my coming. That's what he told me. And I wrestle with sometimes because I want to know I'm hearing from God. You know what I'm saying? I want to know that God is speaking to me. And he said, you get my people ready for, for my return. Where are they? Y'all here, right? And listen, I'm going to preach to you this morning. Listen, you're going to get what everybody here is supposed to get. That's not here. Hallelujah. How you like that? You get, you're going to get, your, you're going to get your, your bowl full of soup this morning. <laughs> Sorry to myself. God is calling us to walk a faithful walk. And for us to wait for his coming. Jesus said like this, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you this. 
in uh, verses 8 of Luke. Verses 8 of Luke. Let me find my spot first. Luke, Luke no, I'm sorry, verse 18. Chapter 18 of Luke, verse 8. Y'all got it? Or y'all got, got it? All right. Y'all got, got to be spiritual enough to understand when I'm making a mistake. So y'all got to know where to go. Well, I know, but I mean. <laughs> he says, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Talking about the persecution of his children. God, if the enemies come against you, whoever he uses, God's going to avenge speedily. There's nothing you're not going through. It's better a millstone behind, tied around their neck, the Bible says. And it'd be thrown in the depth to defend one of God's children, right? But that's not the point I want to get to. When he says it like this, he says, He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Listen, I don't believe... When Jesus is going to come, there won't be no churches. There'll be a lot of them. Uh-oh. There's going to be preachers out there preaching. They're going to be telling people about God. But they're going to be telling people about Jesus even. But there will be no faith in the people. You get what I'm saying? I remember when I first coming up as a young Christian. The thing we talk about more, and you remember, Alan. All of y'all, especially been here a while. The rapture. You remember that? We were talking about the rapture. Jesus is coming. We thought he was coming tomorrow. I mean, it was just an expectation. And that's not long ago. Seriously. You know, it's not long ago, but me has been here like, you know, 40 years serving the Lord when I first came here. But 40 years is nothing compared to eternity. In 40 years, he said, you know, when you start seeing all the things that you see today, he said, look up. Your redemption is drawing near. My question to you, how many of you are looking up? How many of us are having faith? My Lord, I feel it, praise God. In what Jesus said would happen. Are we expecting Jesus to come back? Are we waiting? Is our faith strong in what he said and he promised? Will he come, when, when he comes back, will he find faith in you? Me? Are we still standing upon the word of God? Are we still holding to the truth? Listen, people waver so much lately. It surprises me. Jesus said, he said, there was going to be a great falling away. Paul said it in the last day. Not necessarily falling from church. Listen to me. Because they got preachers that can preach real good. They can preach eloquent message. They can convince people they're saved when they're not. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching. I said they can convince people they're saved when they're not. Because it's more important to make them feel comfortable than to lose their money. Or lose their attendance. You see what I'm saying? Right. And that's happening all over the world. All over the world, people are, preachers are making people feel just perfect where they're at. Don't go nowhere. You're going to heaven. Sure, you might do a little this and your little dad, and you might, you might have that problem. But you know, God's grace covers that. And God's grace says, it's okay. He understands. You're not perfect. <laughs> How many have heard that? You know how dangerous that is? Because if you can get a, people, a person complacent and make them feel exactly fine in their sin, you've got them. And they're going to pay you, and they're going to support you, and they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna stand behind you as long as you don't meddle. Oh, <laughs> as long as you don't meddle. As long as you don't tell them what's wrong with them. 
They want, them, they want teachers having themselves itching ears. Don't tell us mean things and smooth things. Tell us how we're beautiful and we're God's children. And we're, we're, we're the, 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 king, the children of the king and how, how, how we're, we're blessed and we're, we, we don't have to worry about sin anymore. Tell us how we can, we can be just fine, how we are. We don't want, listen, I had a little guy over here years ago. I remember he was up there. Oh, the Lord told me. And the Lord, I said, you know what your problem is? I said, you like your sin. I said, you like the sins you're committing. Till today, he ain't even serving God. Because... If you like your sin, if you're happy, I'm not saying you, but you know what I'm saying. If you like where you're at and don't see no need to get closer to Jesus, don't see no need. Listen, y'all better amen. This is kind of hard to preach because I know it's just a few of us this morning, but still, it's right. It's, it's where you're at in your faith. I told Boog the other day, we saw me, we was driving in, I think in the dump truck. I said, Boog, I said, people, if faith is not in your life, there's no joy. If faith is not in your life, there's no peace, there's no hope. How important is faith? I'm not talking about this wishy washy faith you, you hear today. You know, this naming and claiming baloney that you hear today. That's not, I'm talking about faith. Faith in his return. Faith in his, his, his forgiveness in your life. Faith knowing that he's more than able. Everything he said is coming to pass. Complete faith in what he, what he promised. I could have no hope, my God, without faith. I could have no hope of his return without faith. Faith links everything that I'm hoping and dreaming and praying for to work. Will he find, why are Christians so distressed? Lord, remind him about this morning. I was praying, something I was, I've been troubled about. He says, why are you worried, son? Have I not done it before? Have I not pro get, provided it before? Why are we worried if we have faith? What, what, kind of, what is faith? Faith is not what you see in the modern church. Y'all listen to me, praise. I'm not talking about, the, I'm talking about faith, knowing that God's word is sure. And your confidence in that word. Will Jesus, when he comes back, the first thing he's going to look for, will he, and you know, the way it was written, it made me think, Jesus is not expecting to find a great number when he comes. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, listen. He's not expecting to have millions and millions. He said, will he find faith? That means, he, well, can he find something that believes in him? Someone that believes in him? Can somebody, a group, a church, something, body believe in him? When he comes, he didn't say, when I come, millions will believe in me. <laughs> there's not a human being ever born that's not going to believe in Jesus, but they might believe him in hell. Because there's, not a, there's no unbelievers in hell. Come on, somebody. There's two places. There's no unbelievers. There's no unbelievers in heaven, and there's no unbelievers in hell. Because everybody believes in Jesus in hell. And they're mourning and whining, gnashing their teeth for eternity because they did not accept him on this earth. Because they did not apply the faith that I'm talking about to you this morning on this earth. I said a lot of times, a lot of people that's burning in hell but I would, would, would give everything they got. They could be a billionaire on this earth. They'd give everything they got and live on a, a dung heap. A trash pile somewhere. Scratching for a, 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 a breadcrumb. With just the opportunity of sitting where Yvette's sitting right there this morning. Because they would gladly turn everything they got over. Just for one, my God. Just for one more time. Just for one more chance to hear the gospel. The faith. That I'm talking about to you this morning. The faith we take for granted. You ever say, I got faith in God. Oh yeah? Show me how, how, what, 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 how's your faith? Show, show me how to have faith. Well, I believe him. Oh sure. Has it made a difference in your life? Well, I, you, know, you, you get, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I try. 
with no true victory in their lives. God's not moving in their lives. They're just scratching the surface. They're just hoping to make it in by the skin of their teeth. Now, throw somebody said, there ain't no skin in their teeth. They're hoping to just make it. I don't want to just make it. I want to go in with flying colors. Come on, somebody. I just don't want to make it. I just don't want a little cabin on a hill in heaven. I don't want to mention. You can you say, well, you're being selfish. No, I'm not. Praise God. That's the faith God tells us to believe. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And there where I'm at, you may be also. Yes, Lord. It's not a chicken coop he's preparing for you in heaven. Hallelujah. I said, it's not a chicken coop. Yes, <laughs> it's a mansion. Come on, Holy Ghost. My house and mansion is going to make the White House look like an outhouse. Uh-huh. Hallelujah, Jesus. My God, I feel it. I don't know about you. I'm going to make myself happy of you. I'm looking for a greater day. Hallelujah. I'm looking for a day where everything is going to be perfect. And I don't have to struggle anymore. I don't have to worry about death anymore. I don't have to worry about disease and, and corruption anymore. I'll be with the Lord, praise God. Will he kill? Listen, when he comes back, is that the kind of faith he's going to find in us? Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. My Lord. Woo. Hallelujah. Like I said, we ain't got much this morning, but I'm going to give it all to you. Praise God. Listen, you want, you want excitement about heaven? Listen, he's telling you, get excited. I'm coming. I'm coming. Praise God. I'm coming. Praise God. Don't worry about what that church is doing or somebody else is doing. I'm coming. Praise God. You have faith. Will he find faith in you when he comes? Listen, we got a big audience on the internet, really. They're hearing me. <laughs> Will he find faith you on the internet when he comes? Will he find faith when he splits the eastern sky and he comes for his church? Will you he'll find faith? I was telling Boog, I think it was almost somebody. I said, you know how fast? I'm going to read that script. I'm going to read it because I don't have time. But he said, in the twinkling of an eye, brother. Alan, you know how fast that is? A twinkling of an eye like this. You'll be blinking your eyes and you're standing before the Lord. <laughs> My God, look. <laughs> I was telling, I was sharing with another brother. I said, you know how quick is, we still talk about the speed of light, the, the speed of thought. You know how fast that is? The minute you, you're thinking something. My Lord, how fast is that? Huh? <laughs> How fast is that? The speed of thought. The twinkling of an eye. Sister Madeline. The minute you, one day you're going to be doing this. And there's Jesus. My God. Lord. Hey. Watch out. You, you, you better hold on to Hold on to your Yvette's mule. Hallelujah. Hey. As quick as you. As quick as you tickle and twinkle your eye. There you are. going to be before the Lord. My God. Man, I feel it this morning. Oh, we don't have a full church this morning. So what? Hallelujah. We got enough. We got the, the angels are full. There's full of angels in here. The Holy Ghost. As quick as you can blink your eye. You're in the presence of the Lord. He said, well, we're going to read that. Did I read that verse yet? He said, let's read it again. He says, Woo, man. My Lord, I don't know. I'm going to go run with you. <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I tell you. Who's telling you? Jesus. Your Bible's in red? Yep. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really? And my, the New King says, y'all says, will he find faith? But the New King James says, will he really find faith? <laughs> Now, I like the way it says it because we, we heard people say, well, I don't have faith. Do you really have faith? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and you, you don't need to be thinking so, hallelujah. You got to know. So. You, know. you got to know. Yes, Lord. I hope I'm going to heaven. If you're hoping you're not, you got to know you are. Really have faith. Do you really have faith? Oh, <laughs> okay. God is good. All the time. You don't have to turn there, but in 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says, The dead in Christ shall rise first. 
And them which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. I believe that. I have faith. And so shall we ever be with him. That means you'll never leave him. He'll always be with him for eternity. Do you really believe that? <laughs> Come on. Do you really believe that? He's coming back. He's coming for his church. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then them, they'll be caught up. They'll, the, 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 the grave's going to break open. And they're going to meet. And we, we're going to meet with them. Praise God. And we're going to be with the Lord forever. Never, Sister Joyce, to be separated from him. Listen, when I look at the world, I said, I don't want that joke. That ain't got nothing to compare to what my God has offered me. Because <laughs> anybody that follows the world is going to die. Come on, somebody. I said, they're going to die. And they're going to, they're going to be separated from God. They're living like they want to live now. They say, well, when I die, I'm going six foot on it. Oh, no, you're going a little bit further. Hallelujah. I heard a story one time about a man. He, he told his wife he, he had a lot of money. <laughs> he says, when I die, I want you to put my money in the attic. So when I die, I'm going to catch it and bring it with me. He ended up dying. Guess what? The money was still there. His wife said he must have went the other way. <laughs> Huh? He must have went the other way. <laughs> oh, listen, my God, where are your money going? <laughs> I'm not just talking about your life. You walk with God. <laughs> is, it, is your affections toward God? Come on. Come on. Is your, the Bible says we will first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added. I'm going to heaven. I, listen, I don't plan. Listen, I, look at the, I can't even watch television anymore. I'm so sick of mouths, promises that are broken every day. Corrupt men thinking they can solve problems. And they're just making it worse and worse and worse. We spend billions of dollars to heal, heal diseases. And we've got more diseases than we ever had. Come on, somebody. More death, suicides than we ever had. People dying of sickness and, and plagues and everything else. And you know what? Man says, we got it. We can, we can take God's place. You don't need God. Look to us. Oh, really? Look to you? What have you done to raise the dead? Come on, Holy Ghost. What have you done to heal the eyes of the blind? What have you done to heal cancers and diseases? Are we just trying to? Obliviated through we send money. No, it ain't, it's worse than it's ever been. Because man can never take the place of God. Man hasn't even come close, even a touch, a pinch of taking, try, doing what God can do. When I look at society, I say, I have no <laughs> hope in society anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm at that point, seriously. I don't know about you. I can't expect corrupt men. To make righteous decisions and expect them to better my life. Do you have faith in Jesus? Not faith in our government, not faith in the president, not faith in the vice president, not faith in religious leaders, not even faith in this church. Is your faith in the coming one? When he comes, will he find faith in you? Will he find faith in you? Well, then you're preaching like you're preaching to a full church. I am, praise God. Don't you see them angels around you? Don't you see, don't you see, don't you see the Holy Ghost? Will he find faith in you? The thing that's been drilling in my heart the last few weeks, at least month maybe, is I'm seeing God. My God, I'm going to believe you. I can't find faith in any other. I can't find faith in man to bring me to heaven. 
Men can't solve our problems. Governments can't solve our Religious leaders can't solve our problems. Listen, you're preaching. You're, you're, I'm preaching better than you're listening. I'm telling you, man doesn't have the answer. Your answer's in your, in your lap. Come on, it's in that word, hallelujah. It's, it's in the book. It's in Jesus, what he promised. And he does not lie. I think about where I could be today. I had to sit down with one of my children yesterday and said, you know what? If I'd sit down and tell you what I was and what, listen, I could have destroyed my wife. I could have destroyed the life that I could have, was, I could have made, I can made my life miserable because I was not saved when I got married. I was a devil. And I remember going out one night, leaving her by herself. And I'm telling you the truth, brother Alan. I was driving and something spoke to me. He said, where are you going? And I said, yeah, where am I going? Where am I going? And I turned that car around. And I met my wife. We meet my wife. And we found us a church. Mainly this. <laughs> I said, we're going to go to church, brother Alan. We're going to, my God, I feel, we're going to find out where Jesus is. Hallelujah. And gave my life to Christ, and she gave her life to Jesus. And I'm here today because of that one choice. Jesus. I'm not going to hell. You hear me? I'm not going to be defeated by the devil. I'm not going to let my soul be stolen. I'm not going to lose one of my children. I'm not giving one hoof to the devil. Man, you sound like you're serious. Yes, I am. I'm sick and tired of this religion I've been playing with God for years. I, listen, I was going to church. I was growing. I was learning things. But I want more, Brother Allen. I want more of Jesus. I want more of his presence in my life. I want more of what he can offer me. And let me, I need that to grow, Sister Joyce. I need that to go on with God. Will you find faith in Lenny when he comes back? My Lord, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Listen to me. Will he find faith in me when he comes back? Now, all you people say, I believe. that's not what kind of faith I'm talking about. I'm talking about complete faith. I'm talking about faith that knows and has confidence that God is what he says he is. And he's going to promise what he promised to his children. They come in the past. Nothing he has will fail for those that believe him. You can close your Bible. I'm going to just kind of paraphrase, okay? Because it, it would take me till next year <laughs> to talk about this. <laughs> Jesus said it. I mean, Paul said it. Now, you as a Christian need to go read Hebrews 11. The, the faith chapter. And it's very clear that he says in the beginning of it, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not yet seen. It means you know it's coming. You have hope and faith. You haven't seen it yet, right? But there's something about hope that's mixed with faith. Come on, Holy Ghost. Listen, hope works if faith is present. Because you don't have to doubt. Hope is expecting it, right? Faith energizes your hope. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. I said, faith energizes your hope. You have no hope other than what God says. I'm, I'm at the point. I'm serious. I'm, I'm not joking. People say, you're too radical. You, you're too one-sided. I don't care what you think of me. I don't have no hope outside of Jesus is faith. I have no hope outside of the faith in the coming Messiah, the coming Christ. I have no hope. There's no joy. Outside of that faith. And he says in verse 6 of Hebrews 11. Without faith. Mm, like you can go to church and not have faith. You can talk in tongues and not have faith. I'm, listen, I'm preaching to you this morning. You can, you can prophesy. Claim to be of God. If you do not believe. In Christ and what he said in his word, 
That's all vain. I'm telling you, you're not going to please God because, and coming to church is a wonderful thing. You come to church because you are saved, right? Because you want to know. But if you come in church to just claim to be saved, just to say, because I'm coming, I'm saved. That's the wrong attitude to have. You're here because you want to know God. And now you're here because I'm hoping that you want to know more about the Lord. You see, I'm preaching stuff, and I'm just learning. <laughs> I've been learning things for years, and I said, well, how much do I, how much do I got to learn? I got a whole life to learn. <laughs> I'm going to learn till I die into eternity. You can imagine when we're going to get to heaven, and God's going to open that video tape for you, so to speak. <laughs> and he's going to show you in the beginning God <laughs> and all the power of his glory. You better watch how everything organized and put together. How God just was there just speaking everything into existence. The powers of the universe coming to light. The power has been released. You know, energy and everything. We could go on and on and on. I listen, you, you're going to stay there for a hundred hours with eyes popping out of your head. Man, wow, man. I never, wow, wow. I never thought that. <laughs> listen, we think we know something. When we get there, we're going to find out we don't know a whole lot. We know enough. To know that we have to have faith in Jesus. I thought about a lot of things as a Christian. Now I wonder, you know, I think I talk about speed of thought. What about emotions? What about, well, you never thought about, what if we was, we was, Sister Josh, what if you had no emotions? I'm talking about, what about if you, you never experienced love, never feel, feel, experienced joy, never experienced peace? Even hate is an emotion. And I thought about that. How fast is that? We're so quick to have emotions. Where did they come from? Come on, somebody. The devil has perverted a lot of that. The devil has taken emotions and he made people feel that was spiritual. But that's not what he's... Listen, when you're going to think about the Lord, you're going to want to worship. You're going to want to shed tears. That's out of worship. But just because somebody's emotional, that don't make them a Christian. But just think about something that God put in your life. Speed of emotion, speed of light. I mean the speed of thought, the twinkle of an eye. That comes from God. How powerful is that? That we're the only beings that, on the planet that can feel love. You know what I'm saying? We can feel gratitude. <laughs> we can feel you know, thanks. We can feel all those things. But never is those things ever to take a place of faith. You understand what I'm talking about? It's, it's never, faith in Christ has to be the top point of your life. Everything about your life has to, has to, has to sit around your faith in Jesus. Not your faith in me. Not your faith in this church. Faith in Jesus. That's why he says, if you love father and mother more than me, you're not worthy. You know why? Because faith has to be the first thing. You can't put mama, daddy, sister, brother, children, church, anybody in front of the Lord. My Lord. You all listen to what I'm saying? Jesus made it very clear. I have to be your first love. I have to be your first, you know, one you, you listen to. I have to be the one that makes the decisions in this relationship. Come unto me, he said, all you that have laden, and I'll give you rest. Come and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you find rest. How will you find rest? Learning of Jesus. Listen, I heard an old preacher say that. He used to work his, 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 on a farm. His family had a farm. And he had what they call some mules. And they had an old, an, old, an old man that was there. He would never impair a mule. Because if you couldn't put an ox and a mule together, right? Because you were not going to get nothing done, right? You had to put two of them of the same type. Look at y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Listen, a yoke is not a harness. See? A harness is something you put one animal on, right? But a yoke is where you put two animals on. You on one side. And Jesus is on the other side. And if what you think and feel is pulling against what he wants to do, 
there won't be a thing done. You know what, Brother Allen, you've been here a while. Sister Teresa, you've been the longest here. I'm going to tell you right now, if we let Jesus, <laughs> we can pull this whole community, brother. There's not a lost person that can be in this community that cannot be saved. If we listen to the, we listen to the, the chief mule, and I don't want to call him a mule, but I'm, I'm using that as symbology, like Boogie says. He, he made that word up. Symbology. <laughs> Jesus has to be. Listen, when he turns, you turn, right? When he says go straight, you go straight. There's one mule in that pack that just got in the pack. You might put a young mule on the side of the old mule. The old mule does what he's doing. He knows how to pull that plow. He knows how to (laughs) plow that ground. (laughs) Why do you give me somebody when somebody comes to me? "Ah, (laughs) I know what I'm doing. (laughs) I said, yeah. When you leave them by themselves, they, they lost like goose. They don't know what to do. I thought you knew what you were doing. You need to go find an old mule somewhere. And let him show you. Let him show you how to do it. Would Jesus find faith on the earth? Okay. Well, it's in five faith, it's impossible to please him. Second Thessalonians 3 2 says, We walk not by sight, but by faith. Our faith is not what we see. People say, Have you ever seen Jesus? No. But I know he's there. (laughs) I know he works in my life. I can see what he has done in my life. One day I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him face to face. But right now he's as real as if we'd be looking at him. Praise God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because how do you know he's real? In what he does in your life. I had a little brother one time say that he had got into the discussion of apologetics. And I don't know if you ever heard that. Apologetics is a term that's used in the modern church. We have to explain Jesus to people. <laughs> oh, really? He said, one day I was talking to some, and I was trying to explain Jesus, and they ran all over me. <laughs> I said, where are you? <laughs> I said, why didn't you just tell him your testimony? <laughs> huh? Why don't you tell him what Jesus has done in your life? Stop trying to. Take a modern term called poly. Apologize, there's nothing wrong with that because you're going to have to discuss Jesus with people. Every time you put on a creation video, that's what that is. They're showing people God's creation. And they have proof for it. But Jesus didn't say use apologetics. He said, tell them about me. Testify about me. Tell them what Jesus has done in your life. That's the kind of faith I'm talking about. Will he find faith on the earth? We walk what? Not by sight, but by faith. What is, our, what is our attention on something we cannot see? Our hope is evidence of things not yet seen, right? Those things are something we're pushing forward to. But we're looking for it, right? We're, we're standing for it. We know it's going to happen. And I'm starting to feel it ain't going to be very long Oh, God help us. God help us. God help us. James 5, 7 says, be, be patient until the coming of the Lord. What does that mean? Wait for it. Be patient. He's coming. He's coming. He is coming. Turn with me real quick to uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. I'm going to show you something this morning. I want you to leave with a full gut. <laughs> a full gut of gospel. I remember the mic just telling me, you know what people need? They need the gospel. <laughs> you understand that? We take pills for everything. We need a gospel. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. And just let me read to you for a minute. Now, I want you to listen real good to these verses because this is what Paul was telling us. Verse 35 says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence or your faith. That's what he's talking about. What do you have confidence in? 
the gospel, right? What do you have confidence in? In Jesus. You don't put off your confidence. It says, don't cast away your confidence, which has great, great rewards. Great reward. Listen, there's no greater reward in heaven. You hear me? There's no greater reward than what God has promised for eternity. Don't put off your faith because of some backslidden Christian or some backslidden church. Don't put off your faith because somebody says, have you ever seen Jesus? Oh, yeah, I did. I've seen him a lot of times. Maybe not with this. But there was something inside of me stirring. Something inside of me speaking to my heart. And you know what? What he spoke came to pass. Because you know what? Sometimes it scares me because some things he, he spoke to me, I don't want to hear, listen about because it's about other people. And he showed me some stuff. If, it, if they don't turn to hit me, I'm, they're going to die. Because not always it feels good when Jesus speaks to you because sometimes it churns in you. you know what I'm it, 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 either, it, it, it agitates you because it's, it's not what you want to hear, Right? Like when God tells you to stop doing something and your flesh, does you want to hear that? Right? Do you, do you want to hear God telling you, you better get rid of it or you'll die? But he does it. But all you have to do is say, God, I can't do it by myself, but you can do it in me. You can give me the power to overcome. And I know, I know the flesh is powerful. People like to... Like to uh, uh, laugh at the flesh, but the flesh is a powerful thing. There's, you know, we got a Trinity, the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But the devil has the devil, the world, and the flesh. These three things, they all agree. They think just alike. They, 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 the flesh, the world, and the devil has the same mentality. They want the same thing as the Holy Ghost, and 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 the Father and the Son wants, you know, on the flip side. The flesh wants you to feed your desires. The flesh wants you not to go to church. The flesh wants you not to pray. The flesh wants you not to read your Bible. The devil's in there. He's tempting you with all manner of sin. He's telling you, this ain't that bad. It won't hurt you. Come on. And the world promotes it. As you put the television, you see half-naked women on the TV. You see everybody. Man, I never saw so much perversion. It used to make you blush. Just maybe 20, 30 years ago, women on TV, their breasts are popping out of their shirts. I mean, things are so, I mean, look, it's horrible. I can't watch it no more. If you can sit there and enjoy that kind of stuff, you need to be saved. I'm telling you, if you can sit there and say, oh, I like that. And God, I had one preacher tell me, a preacher tell me, well, women are beautiful to look at. You got a wife? Look at her. Oh, she's, she's getting older, and she's a little wrinkled, and a little heavy. She's not as good looking as she used to be. Forget about it. She's still good looking. You're not seeing with the lust. You're seeing with the spirit. The lust says, oh, yeah, wow, man, look at this. Wow. Listen, what, when you drive down the interstate and you see those billboards, what do you see, Bill Allen? You see ugly people? No, you see slim and Muscular men showing up the muscles and, and women with their, with, their, with their tight clothing on. Well, Granny said it's right. He said it's like a, a two-pound sausage and a four-pound skin. <laughs> or four-pound sausage and a two-pound skin. <laughs> yeah, that's what A four-pound sausage and a two-pound skin. <laughs> you squeeze it in there, man. <laughs> oh, help us. Why, why, why every day you wake up and that's what you're seeing? The devil wants you there. He doesn't want you crying out to God. He doesn't want you praying. He doesn't want you broken before the Lord. He wants you doing everything your flesh wants to do. You know, we have a Bible. You know, got a satanic Bible too? And I heard a, a, a person quote, he said, one of Satan's uh, laws is do what you will or do what you want. Whatever feels good, do it. Whatever, whatever, whatever makes you happy, do it. You know how dangerous that is? You know how, you know how sinful that is? 
I saw a sign at Walmart. You, if your heart, if it feel, it feels good to you, do it. I feel, you know, if it's in, huh? Follow your heart. Yeah, that's the one. See, what if my heart wants to rob a bank? What if my heart wants to sleep around on my wife? What if my, listen, that's, that's what the heart is about, really. I'm talking about ungenerated heart. I'm talking about, I'm talking about a heart that don't know God. People that are doing that know, and claim to know God, they don't know God. Let me tell you something, brothers. I'm almost ending. If we can sit in front of the, the television, I'm sorry, television, and not have a, and not bother us, we got a problem. God forbid. Let me go ahead and uh, let me go ahead and finish this. For you have need of endurance, in verses uh, thirty-six. So then, after you have done the what, the will of God, you have need of endurance. And after you have done the will of God, it says, you may receive the what. The promise. What is the promise? The promise is eternal life. The promise is heaven. The promise is faith in God and His Word. Faith in the rapture. Faith in the coming of the Lord. If we look for that, if we know that what matters more than anything in our life is that faith, Jesus is soon coming. Faith in His Word. Faith in what He said. When you see faith, when you hear somebody tell you, I have faith, I pray. Do you? Ask them, do you believe Jesus is coming back? Well, I don't think. Everybody's been saying that for years. They, they don't have faith. They can't believe in his, his soon return. They're not hearing from God. Listen, I'm not the judge of that matter. I know in my spirit that the hope of the church, the hope of me and you, is that Jesus Christ is coming back. And we don't have to be part of this world. Well, we might have to live in it, work in it, whatever. But we don't have to do what the world is doing. A brother asked me one time years ago, he said, what is the world, eh? I said, the world is anything that's against God. Anything that's, that, 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 that's totally opposite from this. Well, you don't have a theological explanation? No, I don't. What, 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 what I can tell you, there's either God or the devil. You need the Lord's table or the devil's table. Which one are you leading at? Is your faith in man or in God? And I think about, you know, sometimes we don't know what's going on. Our bodies get sick sometimes. And, and we, if we didn't know, whose report are we going to believe? We're going to believe the report of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? If man says you're going to die, God might say the opposite. Hmm? If man says you're going to fail, Jesus says the opposite. Brother Lane, you think you believe? Yes. I've gotten to a place that's where I'm, I'm, I'm striving my faith. It don't look good sometimes. But it's not by sight Am I living? It's by faith. Faith in what? Well, I believe in God. That's not what I'm talking about. Faith in what His Word says. Will He find that kind of faith when He comes back? I mean, I ain't got time to finish, but you can close your Bible a minute. We got a closer. <laughs> I'm just going to paraphrase some things for you, and I'm going to finish, okay? This is just paraphrase. I can't. There's just so much. He will not have pleasure. It says in. Uh, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the last trump will sound, and the dead in Christ will rise. Incorruptible. And we shall see, we shall be changed. Mm. Mom, you heard that? We shall be changed. That no man, and it says in, in, in Matthew 24, 36, that the day and hour know no man but my Father only. The angels don't know. Not even Jesus knows. But he gives us a warning that you can know the season. 
When you see all these things that you see happening right now, look up. The number one thing that happened in the last 50 years or 60 was Israel becoming a nation. When you see that, in 1969, the time of the Gentiles were fulfilled. Israel recaptured Jerusalem. That had never happened. Before that would happen, Jesus said, because the, 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 the sin was going to abound, the love of many will wax cold. How much hate you see out in that world today? And it's not just on one race. It's on every pe- all people. Blacks hate the whites. The whites hate the blacks. The Indians hate the whites. The whites hate the Indians. I mean, you could go on. The Hispanics hate this one. They're all, all hating somebody. But they're all trying to get out there and say, we got to love each other. <laughs> and they're dividing this nation more than there's ever. Let me tell you something. I don't believe in racism. I believe there's only one race, and it's a human race. Come on, Holy Ghost. Because there's no, listen, I don't care what color a person is, he's a human being. And that's only one race. You got, you got the animal race, you got the, the, the fish race, I can go on and on. But there's only one race in the world, but Alan, and that's the human race. We still got to stop dividing somebody by a stupid color. Whether they're white or black or Mexican or Indian. See, think about, I told a, a black guy, that I said, listen, man, you, what color is our hands? So, so we're only different because we have a different tone of skin. People are divided. What, what are, our blood is the same color. We function the same way. We have ears and eyes the same way. Everything's the same way. Just that we have and we divide. That's hate, man. And that's what men do. See, God don't look at it. God is not a respected person. He don't care what. Race you are. I say race. You're a human race. Don't care what color you are. Don't care what, what creed you are. Don't care what tribe you come from. There's only two peop- kind of people in the world. There's lost and the saved. That's it. The saved are going to get this promise I told you this morning about the faith that Jesus requires when he comes. But the lost are going to get their faith. And that's their faith in the devil. The devil's going to destroy them for eternity. I'm almost finished. I might say amen, but then I'm hurting enough. <laughs> but no man knows the day or the hour when Jesus is coming back. And I'm just paraphrasing here, okay, out of Luke uh, 21, 34. Take heed to yourselves. And, and again, I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to quote the whole verse. Lest the cares of this life take you unaware. Come on, somebody. Lest that day come upon you, and the cares of this life take you unexpectedly. And you know, and you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be caught unaware. I want to be ready. The Lord said, Lenny, you get my church ready for my coming. I can't promise everyone in here is going to go. That's up to you and God, all right? But I can promise you this one, he's coming. <laughs> Look for it. Look for it. Look for it. I said, look for it. He's coming. I can't save you. I can't save a flea. <laughs> he can. I can't take you to heaven. He can. Come on, somebody. Y'all better see something. I said, I can't take you to heaven. He can. So I said, I'm only a messenger. I'm not the message. I'm only a cracked body, he feels. <laughs> Look for him. Pray that you may be counted worthy. Verse 36. My Lord, listen to this. Pray that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass. When you get up tomorrow morning, it's the man. Mama, it's Teresa, all of us. Say, Lord, I pray that I'm counted worthy. To escape what's coming to pass. You know what it tells me? Brother we're not going to be here when the tribulation. People say, I believe we're going to be. You've got to go three and a half years, and I believe it's going to be at the end. It says, pray you're not worthy. He's saying, there is an escape. <laughs> Come on, somebody. The Bible said, God has not appointed his son to 
death, a judgment. God's made a way out. Remember Lot's wife? She turned back. God took Lot out before he destroyed Sodom. He, he, he put Noah in the ark before, and his family before he flooded it and destroyed the, the, the people on the earth. Pray that you count it worthy to escape these things that are coming to pass. I'm going. Hallelujah, I'm going. I'm not, listen, I, I want you to come with me, but listen, I'm going. <laughs> come on, Holy Ghost. Listen, I'm going to look back. I don't want my wife to look back for me. And I don't want to have to look back for her. I don't want to look back. I'm, I'm going, praise God. Praise God. And everything I've asked God is coming with me, praise God. I can, listen, I'm knocking. You hear what I'm saying? I'm knocking. There ain't one my, remember Moses met Pharaoh? Yeah, you can leave, but you can't take your cattle with you. Leave all your animals. He said, I ain't leaving without one hoof. But Alan, you pray for them daughters. Not one hoof. You ain't stealing my grandchildren. You ain't stealing my children. Come on, Holy Ghost. You better get bold with the devil because he's going to run all over you, praise God. Listen, you, you ain't stealing what I have. I'm not leaving one hoof to you, Satan. Not one. Not one. My wife, I tell you, we pray every day. I get on my knees. I say, Lord, I'm claiming my children, my wife. She claims and claim my husband. I'm claiming my grandchildren, my sons-in-laws, daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law-to-be. Even praying for his wife. He don't got it yet, but she's coming. She's coming. And I'm praying that God would move and restore and heal. You sound like you're living in, on, 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 in paradise. Yes, I am. <laughs> Listen, you, you don't believe I was going to have you. Yes, I do. <laughs> if you want to not believe it, that's your business, praise God. But I have hope. I have faith. And he's able to do it. You're taking this thing too much seriously, brother. I mean, can't you just be a good church person and just act like you, you, you believe? No, I don't want to act like I believe. I watched that for years. There's people that sat in this very church, and brother Adam and Sister Reese knows you longer than me, that you would have thought was God's men and women of the earth. They were God's calling and chosen. Where are they? Time got a little rough. The banking card got a little lower. Somebody started fighting. They said, I don't want none of that. And now they're home, doing nothing. They're, they're, they're not, a lot of them are serving God. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. They're not, because you know why? It's because they let people and situations turn their heart from the Lord. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, as long as I live, and it just means God, okay? As long as I live, I'm going to preach your gospel here in Coder Homes. Unless he has some other place for me to go, but I don't, I don't hear him yet. <laughs> the work ain't finished, brother. How long y'all been here? Since the 70s? <laughs> that long, at least. 80s, maybe, early. I ain't, we ain't quit yet. <laughs> Stand up, praise God. I'm going to ask you something. If he comes, will he find faith in you? Will he find faith in you? Father, we're looking for your promise. As Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind, pressing forward for those things that are ahead, pressing toward the mark, my God. And the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Saints, it's almost here. That calling is almost here. That promise is almost here. We're going to enter those gates. And we're going to hear, well done. Yes, Lord. Good and faithful servant. Remember, before your next eye, eye twink, yes. you could be standing before the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's amazing, huh? You'll be feeding your chickens one day, and there'll just be the scare scarecrow and the chickens left. You know? <laughs> I was going to your house that day, and I'm like, I thought that was you. <laughs> I said, that's Yvette. She said, that's a scarecrow. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. 